see right now, without LeBron, Lakers are, are struggling. Let me tell you about a team I hate, all right? I know the Dallas Cowboys fan is here, so I had to make sure he knew how much I hate this Oh, team. I'm ready. I've often said that the people who run baseball, they try very hard to ruin it. I'm from Brooklyn. I don't have a problem saying it to his face. Oh, Brooklyn. Hey, is it each? This is a presentation of Northeast Streaming Sports. It's the best time of the year. I don't know if there will be snow, but have a cup of cheer. Easily, easily my favorite song of Christmas. Anything uh-huh. to do with uh, having a cup of cheer or, you know, Kissing a girl, I'm all for it. I'm all in. I'm with uh, Merle Ives there. When everybody, Merry Christmas this morning. Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas to everybody out there watching that will be watching our great Sunday NFL show. So, guys, just to let you know, I I got my eggnog here, right? I'm ready to go. And my wife's cookies, some Mercada cookies, you know, and she's a cookie-making machine. So, I'm ready to go with the show. And, uh, of course, Sonia, who will be fined. Heavily for missing the beginning of the show is in, and let's let's bring up Sonia. Oh, big time! Yes, yes. Can you guys hear me? Yes, yes, we can hear you. Good yes. morning. So let me tell you guys real quick. I am like mobile, and I tried to even message you, Mac, and I guess I was in such a bad area it would not go through. I've been trying to log on for fifteen minutes, so please don't find me. And Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays <laughs> to everybody. Sonia, since you know Christmas season, I got to tell you this: excuses build bridges to nowhere. You still get there. Fired. You go. All right. So, uh, you yeah. get an idea to write a book. All the players' excuses that they've given coaches over the years. That's a lot of good Trust me, with Coach Landry and Jimmy Johnson, those excuses didn't work. You better. Uh, he I, left Michael Ir- Irvin on a tarmac. When we were going to Minnesota, because he was late. I can't believe I'm being roasted as soon as I come in on Christmas Eve. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, you know, the, the show is always in, in going in one direction, Sonia, and that's normally not straight up. So that's how we play the game here. Um, so welcome, Jack. Jack has been gone uh, from the show Friday and Saturday. Doc Philbin did a good job for him. He's back the Sunday show. And, uh, you know, we got the whole crew here. So let's get started. Thursday night, uh, the, the, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders went ahead and they put it on New Orleans early. Ram. Ram. Ram so you are correct. The Los L-A-R. L-V. Right. I'm thinking Los Angeles Raiders. But anyway, the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, they got out quick. And the, uh, the Raiders, I mean, the New Orleans Saints made a kind of a comeback. Not enough. Uh, and it was a complete team, team effort, right, Jim? I mean, if you talk, you think yeah. about it. You had Stafford played well. You had, and uh, there goes Sonia. You had Stafford played well. You had the running back run the ball well. Nuka with a huge game, and yes. uh, and Robinson, even Robinson from the Ravens came over, made some key catches. Jim. Yeah, well, the thing with um, Los Angeles is playing well now. The only game they've lost is obviously the, the 49ers. But New Orleans is an interesting team. I really believe that um, 
Carr is similar to Kirk Cousins. They do just enough with stats to get you excited, but they don't win games and they don't win big games. Carr's not as good as Kirk Cousins. It should be pointed out. And I got to hold Mac accountable. Mac thought Carr was an elite quarterback for a while. I was thrilled the Jets didn't sign him. Not that it's mattered to this point, but uh, Jim, and you got to be held accountable. You said the LA Rams—they mortgaged their future to just win a Super Bowl. And they well, did. They make the playoffs last year. They might make the playoffs this year. One year. But what did you say, Mike? Mike, and they'll probably be a one and done. Well, let's let's. Look, I, I would say this. I would say that the Rams are probably Thanks, the best wild card team in the NFC right now. Good morning to Keith. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Rick. Glad to have you on. Um, so, Keith, we're we're starting morning, off talking. We're morning, we're going to start talking about last night's games. Uh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh demolishes Cincinnati coming in, and I'm not going to call Jack out because he made, we was going to pick Cincinnati. But anyway, yeah. last night. But anyway, I got lucky. Um, I got lucky. You know, they would have been one of my picks. I got lucky. I'll uh, take the yes. luck. I'll take the ball bouncing the right way. I, I think we uh, count that pick right. myself. I do too. Yes. Yeah. Well, we we we, we might. I, somebody's got to throw the red flag and challenge it, and then I'll make a decision. But anyway, so. so the Pittsburgh, I mean, that looked like the Steelers to me. They're throwing the ball deep. They're running the ball. The defense plays like they're supposed to play. And the Steelers are still alive. And Cincinnati Browning, uh, he threw three interceptions, which, of course, you're going to lose if you throw three interceptions normally. What do you guys think? Start with Jim. Is 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 this the real Pittsburgh Steeler team now? I mean, Rudolph comes in, saves the day. I, you know, I, I, I still – can they win the playoff? Can they win a playoff game? Can they get I them? don't think so, but Tomlin is amazing. I mean, I thought he was dead in the water. Now they're talking about giving him an extension. I mean, the guy is amazing, and you got to give him credit for motivating. Everybody was on picket, uh, Pickens, and Pickens has 192 yards receptions. And I mean, it's incredible what he does. He's just, he has something about him. Some, some people have that. Jack, I mean, all of a sudden, it's one game, and everybody's praising uh, Tomlin, praising Pickens. I mean, I don't think this problem is gone. I think Pickens is a very talented wide receiver, but his attitude is going to is going to be the downfall of him. And I still don't know if Tomlin's going to be there at the end of the year or not. Uh, Tomlin will be there if he wants to be there. Eighteen winning seasons in a row. He's a phenomenal coach. They hit a bad patch the last three games. Uh, if they win one of their next two, they have winning season again. They keep the streak going. Mason Rudolph's an interesting story. The idea that Coach Tomlin could get him to stay at Pittsburgh as a third-string quarterback when he could have been a prime backup elsewhere says a lot for the Steelers program. Sonia, I mean, it, it, Jack's saying that, you know, this uh, Tomlin is good if he has a winning season again. He's had a bunch of winning seasons back-to-back. They're yeah. celebrating that they, they were over 500. They haven't won a playoff game. They haven't been to the Super Bowl. Is that is that good enough to be a, to be a Steeler head coach? Well, in my opinion, of course, which never matters really in NFL, um, I don't think so. But Pittsburgh has a reputation of not – releasing their coaches um they are very loyal to the coaches that they have and tomlin has been there through some really seesaw seasons so to speak up and down up and down and really is above 500 worth celebrating if your entire division is looking better 
than 500 unless you are my division NFC South in which a 500 would be worth celebrating. But um, I think they capitalized on those errors last night. The uh, Browning finally showed who he was and, um, and it showed and um, I lost my pick ons because I bet on the Bengals and that was a huge mistake. But I think that, that at a minimum he is going to remain on the warm seat because they still don't have me convinced this is still not the Pittsburgh team that we've seen with Roethlisberger, and I feel like they're still trying to find their niche in the quarterback. I like that term, warm seat. We hear about the hot seat. How many coaches are the warm seat? <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. Keith, here we got – we have two of the most successful coaches in the last 10 years, 15 years, really – you know, you got you've got Bill, uh, Bill Belichick, and now you got Mike Tomlin. And fans before last night, anyway, I know fans of Pittsburgh were talking about maybe Tomlin's reign is over. And I know the New England Patriots know that it's uh, over for Bill Belichick. I would say. Yeah, to play off what Sonia said, I mean, again, one of the most remarkable records in football record. I don't know whether it's a record, but in today's game, to have three coaches in fifty-three or four years is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's just not heard of. Um, and Tomlin has been through some up and downs, but so is Bill Coward. So is actually Chuck Knowles, the end of his career. They didn't have good teams. So they do, they are very loyal to their coaches. I think he stays unless he wants to leave. And there's talk that they may work out a deal where he can go to Carolina or Washington, which is closer closer to his home. And he may want a fresh, he may want a fresh start, which I think they will accommodate. They will accommodate if that's what he wants. So I, yeah, but, but I think he can very well stay too. And he is a consistent guy. I mean, this this team is, you know, they're not winning Super Bowls. Every and I year. think um, his daughter has just got a scholarship somewhere in the yeah. south. Yeah, I in Virginia, I think. So. I think it was Virginia. I think. Yeah, it was I think so too. So so Man, by the, well, way, the how, Buffalo. How bill- Ahead, How bad are the other two quarterbacks when Mason Rudolph can come in and run that offense efficiently? He probably should have been playing all along. He's probably the best quarterback on that roster, which says a lot about their quarterback room. Right? We don't know what ticket the jury is still out. Yeah, he'll, make less, he'll make less mistakes. It can't be out too long, Jack, to call it a mistrial. So let's get to the <laughs> Buffalo, uh, the Charger game, right? They Buffalo squeezes by the Chargers without Herbert. Um, you know, you got Josh Allen. I think he ran for two touchdowns. Uh, you had uh, their their uh, running back Cook run for 70 yards. And uh, really, uh, Davis, Davis had four receptions for 130 yards. Stick, the quarterback, threw for 215 yards, and he ran for a touchdown. To me, Buffalo is played down to its competition last yeah. night. They have, they, have a, they have a habit of doing that. And you can't do that if you're going to be a playoff team. But they are alive. They do have their 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 own destiny in their hands, Jim. So your Buffalo Bills yeah, I disagree are right with now. You. Um, like I said, and I know Jack doesn't agree with me, that game started for Buffalo at 10-15 at night. And, that, and it makes a difference. You guys don't realize your body clock hurts you when you got to go all the way to the West Coast. I give Buffalo kudos. For winning, because if you notice, they started off slow, and as the game progresses, they got better. But you're playing at something like 12, 1 o'clock at night. And wait, Jim, was, Jim, wait, 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 Jim. The game was like 8 o'clock on the East Coast here. So that's when no, we started for Buffalo. No, it wasn't. It was um, 
It was three hours. There's a three hours difference. It was I know, but it would have been it would have been five o'clock on the west coast. And yes, but it does. Your body doesn't think like that, Jack. Your body thinks that it's eight nine o'clock. You see what I'm? You understand okay, this yeah. part? It's hard on well, your body. It, Listen, eight o'clock, nine o'clock. The Chargers, the Chargers didn't have their starting quarterback, and no. they had a new, they had a new coach in there, and I think that's why the Chargers played so coach good. Coach is really good, man. I, 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 yeah, really I, I think whenever the head coach go leaves and gets fired or whatever, it seems like in the case with Antonio Pierce that the team plays better the following exactly. week. So, and that's a good coach. I um spent some time when when Anthony Lynn was the head coach, and he was the D line coach. And he is a very, very good coach. So, Sonia, what do you think? I was literally just thinking, like, should I chime in now or wait? Um, <laughs> about that, that exact idea. Sometimes I feel like the the, the team kind of rallies around themselves when there's no leader. And when it's kind of like the mentality when you're the big sister or the big brother, mom and dad is away. You kind of just kind of man up a woman up to get it done because you want to make them proud. You want to show them that you can hold the household down while they're out. And it's the same thing with a team. You know, everybody's counting them out. They've lost their leader. They've lost their coach. They're center stage. And they kind of want to go into that whole show and prove moment where we don't need anybody to kind of be against us. We got ourselves. We got our back. And so I think that's what's going on with Las Vegas right now. Now, I will say that Antonio Pierce is – in my opinion, a good coach, and I hope they give him an uh, actual shot with um, taking the reins of that organization. Keith, let's talk about that a little bit. The Chargers, uh, the, the Raiders, um, you know, they both, they both. Uh, Jim says he's, I, I don't know, Jim said he coached with him or played with him, and I think he's a coach with him. Um, the, the, uh, are they going to get high-profile coaches? Most, most teams go out and get a high-profile coach if they're available, if there is a Belichick available, if there is a, uh, you know, if there is a Tomlin available. They're going to do – they're not going to go to to the coach that's not, not well as as well-known or doesn't have that kind of reputation yet. Or Jim Harbaugh, don't forget to throw him in the mix uh, for these jobs. Um, the problem with it, I, I agree, and they should uh, get an established coach in here because they failed miserably with a guy who had no track record. And he showed he really wasn't ready to be a head coach with his game management and all that with Staley. But the Chargers are also not known for spending a lot of money either, which was going to hinder them in this search. And they may look to cheat themselves out, which will cheat this team and at the fans. Um, I just feel bad for the Chargers. They don't have an identity. They don't belong in L.A. They don't have a fan base in L.A. I mean, there's more visiting fans in the stadium than there are uh, Charger fans most of the time. They'd be better off moving back to San Diego and, and rebooting things there, but that's probably never going to happen. Um, I bring in, I would bring in an established coach. There's talent on both sides of the football here. But what, like, what established coach is available? That's the question you have. Well, ask. yeah. I mean, again, you're going to look, you're looking well, at the name. I got, I got one coach, but it had enough started his lawsuit because he didn't get the New York Giant head coaching job, Brian Flores. He would he would definitely be a head coach in the NFL. Now, doing a good job as the He'll, Vikings defensive coordinator, but he kind of ruined it for himself in a way because he didn't get the Giant job. That was his dream job. So, what but I, I also... Think he'll get interviews. I think I, he'll get interviews, though. Yeah, but I... 
if I remember, you said there are trends right now, and the most successful coaches in the NFL are right now predominantly offensive coaches. I think you said that last week, Keith. Uh, did I say that? I may have. Um, yeah. I think I was talking about the Patriots going with another defensive coach if uh, Belichick left and Mayo, um, and they may want to go a different direction. I, I still think Mayo will be the guy there. I think you need – I would be going towards defensive guys to kind of, you know, slow down the offenses a little bit. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's a copycat league. So whoever's successful is what they're going to go with. Yeah. The, defensive coaches, the defensive coaches that have gotten hired recently have not done all that well. Uh, the guy in Chicago. and uh, for, They were talking you, about uh, McDaniels at um, – is it McDaniels at Miami? Yeah, McDaniel. yeah. yeah. And they said that they paired him – with a very good defensive coach. And the reason is because he had the offensive expertise, but he needed somebody on defense that could, uh, understood how to play defense. In the NFL. Yeah. If you're either way, you got to have a strong guy and you got to rely on him uh, on the other side of the football, whether you're a defensive guy or an offensive guy. You That's basically that. what the Cowboys did with Dan Quinn. Yeah, absolutely. Great McCartney work on the offense. It, and he's going to be – he's another guy. He'll throw his name in for the Charger job too because he's going to get a bunch of interviews. Uh, yeah, in the yeah as, as, long as, as long as Quinn isn't uh, showing – you know, setting up the defense against Buffalo, uh, that would be great. But, so, I think well, – well, Go ahead. Dying in the bell right now. I, I think Dan ahead, Quinn really redeemed himself coming from that um, head coach position in Atlanta – the up and down roller coaster he went through with them, and he's really come out. At first, it looked a little sketchy with him as DC in Dallas, but looks like he's finally found his footing. Just don't give him twenty-five point leads in the third quarter with five minutes exactly. left. That's all you exactly. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. You guys, right. so, so Keith, let's let's get to the college football. Of course, the bowl. Some of the bowl games have been being played, and and, and you know we all. Remember the days when, you know, the bowl games were everything when it came to college football. Today, not so much. You got the championship and the, and the bowl games are for everybody that has, you know, a 500 or even below record to play in. I mean, it's good. It's good. It's good for the, I mean, it's good for the college kids to get out there and win a bowl. They win, want to go to a bowl. But the significance of them has dropped so far. I mean, I don't think a lot of people are even watching them anymore, except for the, the kids that go to that school. People don't watch it. The, th the bowl games are important for one reason. It gives the kids uh, the programs. It's good for the programs because the kids get to practice an extra two, three, week, four weeks, whatever it is, which is good uh, for the staffs and the program. But, you know, from a watching standpoint, it's just some of these games are just unwatchable. I mean, I got a bunch of six and six teams. I got a five and seven Minnesota team playing in a bowl game next week. I mean, because you don't have enough teams to fill in. That there aren't enough bowl eligible teams to fill the, all the bowl spots. There's 42 bowls, and we could do it about you know probably 18 in my mind. It, hey, maybe geez, I thought that um, James Madison couldn't go to a bowl game this year. They could not, but because there weren't enough bowl eligible teams, they made an exception and put them in. I don't, I'm not sure what bowl they're playing without looking. They, I wasn't in. Um, yeah, I, they played Air Force, correct? Oh yes, they played yesterday, right in the um, uh, military bowl. Yes. Yeah, and uh, they lost to our yeah, Air Force yesterday. Um, but good for them. I'm glad they got in. It's a stupid one of the stupidest rules the NCAA has is, you know, you're coming from theoretically a weaker uh, starting point than anybody else should have, and you're going to be eliminated from postseason play, even in your conference. 
for three seasons. That makes no sense. So, Keith, um, we look at the bowl games coming up. Of course, you got you still got uh, Florida State, who half of the team, as you pointed out, probably has left, um, and they're playing against Georgia. You still got uh, you know you still got Oregon playing. You still got Ohio State playing. So there are some there are some games out there that they're going to be watching. Some of the bowl games they'll be watching. Yeah, I'm very interested in the Arizona-Oklahoma game, by the way, as well. I think that'll be a really good uh, bowl game. That's coming up uh, next uh, Thursday or Friday, I think. So I like that game okay, a lot, too. Right. It'll be fun. So Jack's so, huge fan is just going, woom, woom. So I I, 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 I you for a minute, Jack. So you were talking. I, at first, I thought we, yeah, I thought we would be invaded. At the, but anyway, we're not. Folks. <laughs> It's just that big, big fan he has there in Florida. I don't blame him. I'd be, I'd be have a big fan out too. So anyway, Keith, let's let's talk a little bit about um, the 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 nil uh, nil the Porter transfer. I mean, I think I think uh, if I read right that uh, that Colorado is third to a couple of the other big teams, and now they can make a team within a year instead of going out and recruiting like they do at Alabama so well and they're still doing well. But you can make a team now in one two years. Well, I mean, they did it last year. They turned over like 70 roster spots last year. Uh, and it didn't, you know, everybody thought it was going to be great in the beginning, but it turned out to be pretty much what we thought it would be at the end. They've got some kids that have entered the portal as well, though, um, in Colorado and decided to move on. Everybody does. There's a, there's, I don't know, there's like, I want to say 1,500 or 2,000 kids in the portal right now. It's crazy. Right. Um, Only a small percentage of them get scholarships at another school. That's true, too. And they, and they leave for different reasons, playing time, maybe NIL money, maybe, you know, to improve their draft stock. That's why Sam Hartman stayed and went to Notre Dame, and it didn't help him at all, except yeah. for maybe his pocketbook, because uh, he, he got more money from Notre Dame than he would have got, you know, as a day three or four pick in the NFL draft. Um, but the transfer portal, one of the things I have a problem with, and some kids are staying. I've noticed yesterday there are kids that have entered the portal and still playing. The kid from Northwestern uh, last night played against Utah, played a great game, the quarterback. Um, his name is eluding me at the moment, but uh, he played really well. He's in the portal and still played in his his uh, bowl game, which is unusual, right? I don't, I'm okay. I get it. I told you Friday, Mac, that I've loosened my stance on the portal and whatnot because why? how do I hold it against the kids when the coaches aren't accountable to stick around and have only loyalty. Now the programs don't have any loyalty to, to the, the fan base, the players, other people in their conference that they played with for a hundred years. So why should the yeah. kids have to stick around? You know, and I understand what you're saying, but my concern Keith is the high school recruits, unless you're five or four star Colorado only had five high school recruits. Yeah. I mean, how do you, like you said, how you, you're getting mercenaries basically now in uh, college football, they just go where the money's at. Well, and again, you got the other thing we haven't even talked about that really plays into all this too is, is the new redshirt rules and some of the other rules where they can be there five, six, seven years kids are there. Yeah, well, There's 25 yeah, to 26-year-old kids playing in these bowl games. Some, some kickers 35 to 40. But anyway, Keith, you have <laughs> – They start later though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they can stay a lot later there. So let's talk a little bit about – let's talk a little bit – well, quick note, 
Archman is making more money than professional quarterbacks playing second string, which is very interesting to me. I don't even know if I'd leave college. I'd just stay there and play for as long as I could. Well, that's, with it. that's one of the things I was referring to. If you're not going to be a day one pick, you might want to think about staying in school. If You know, you get more yeah. money. In you, it drives that's up a rock. I was actually yeah, just talking about I was actually just talking about the, the difference in that, like, oh, what a difference years make because with the NIL deals, um, some of those players, like like he was saying, are not gonna be walk on number ones. And so they're just getting their coins while they're um in college. A good example is Stetson Bennett here at UGA, who had, I believe, at the end of the year, six years, especially with the COVID add-on. And then he got into the league and now he's out in some type of rehab because of some personal issues he dealt with. But um, he, he, you know, got his got his coin, so to speak, while he was in, you know, in the college arena. And it's once you kind of go in the league and come out, look at Johnny Manziel. You don't always be the same once you come in and then have to make an exit like that. I mean, he's in the Canadian League now and, and got a couple of championships over there. But for the NFL, it's it's totally different. So yeah, yeah. I guess so, that's some so, better credit for sticking it out in Georgia, though, man, because they tried to replace him every single year he was there. So. Yeah, I mean, he was almost thirty by the time he got out of here. I think uh, Art, Art was calling him for some discounts. So, <laughs> okay, hey, let's keep no, age, no keep, age discussions on this keep, show. Let's you do your picks, and I'll hold up the deflate ball for the kickers the Patriots had. Oh, <laughs> By the way, all right, here's my picks quickly. Favorites, Lions. I keep going with teams that are kicking my butt. I can't believe it. Lions. Yes. Green Bay. Yes. San Francisco. That line's gone up a lot from where Max got it. Uh, Jags. Wow, too bad. No, I'm upset. All right, yeah. And and, Uh, Jaguars are uh, Yes, the starting quarterback is playing. Trevor Lawrence is playing, just to let you all know. So he's ready yep. to go this week. All right, Keith, uh, we'll let you go. Um, what, 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 before I let you go, one quick thing. Patriots <laughs> Denver. All right. I got to make a comment. You got to make a yeah, comment. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ask me what you want. I'll, I'll get my Patriots time. and Denver. Uh, what, what can the Patriots do to beat Denver, and will they beat Denver? Hunter Henry's out now. You know, I mean – I don't think it's it's very going to be very difficult. It's a tough place to play anyway. Uh, uh, look at I, I don't see they win this game. I think I'd like to see them keep it competitive, like they have the last for most of the year. I mean, they have not really gotten blown out more than a couple of times. Um, yeah. Keep fighting, keep playing hard, keep the air in the footballs, and we'll be happy. Listen, I think it's very interesting how when the NFL's in control of the footballs and they lose air. It's only natural because when it's cold, air comes out of footballs. <laughs> Whoever knew? I had to watch Bill Belichick talk for three hours about this. Oh my goodness! And they just—that's their, their conclusion—is the same one he came to in his whole scientific research. Excuse me. Don't let the air out of football. Listen, I always say you can you can be involved in murders and you can beat women and you can do anything else in the NFL, but don't let the air out of footballs because they're going to come after you. That's right. And don't sneak into somebody else's practice and take them. <laughs> oh, right. 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 Yeah, recording sidelines. 
<laughs> right, and stay away from massage parlors. That's one thing we've learned. Uh, <laughs> careful now. Careful. All right. okay. Yes. All right, Keith. Thank you, Keith. Hey, Merry Christmas, Sports. Merry Christmas, Keith. Thanks for coming in again, as you always do, my friend. Merry Christmas, all you guys. Have a great one. All right. You too. Well, there you go, folks. Keith Angle, as he explains the way that the, the deflated footballs, and he blames the NFL for the Patriots again cheating. So, uh, oh, I don't know. So, Jack, how, how you doing over there, Jack? You look tired. Uh, you, good, good, okay? good. I don't know why I, got, um, why I got muted. I wasn't planning on saying anything anyway. I missed you, Jack. Well, then, don't let him miss you. I, well, Matt wanted to talk about the college playoffs on, you know, an NFL day, you know, game day. So, yes. Matt's timing's yeah. a little off. It's called the Big Football Show, Jack, and there's been college football games being played all week. So, we got we to gotta get our, our college That's football there. I have a question about this. You didn't mention about the Charger Bill game. There's, there's a lot of backlash because most people didn't get to see the game. It was yeah, the one game a year that was on the Peacock. You had to subscribe. Yes. Now, a week ago, I'm in Florida now. In New York, I subscribed to the NFL Network, but I hadn't been su subscribing in Florida for my cable outlet. But I called up and I subscribed because I could see the games that day. They had three games, so it was worth it to me. And I could cancel at any time after that. But the Peacock, I refused to subscribe. I didn't see the game. I'll be honest, no, I, I didn't see the Charger Bill game. I was one of the people that was a little disgusted. You know, they, they held that game out there. They gave it a big build-up, like they were going to air it on NBC. And then they kind yeah. of pulled I agree. Up. I agree with you, yeah. Jack. I was disappointed. Well, we're we're going to come I'm sorry. Yeah, I literally, I literally on my show, um, all this football from a lady's perspective. On Wednesday, it looked like they were going to show it on NBC, um, like, like all the networks looked like they were going to be showing it. Then you go on to it on direct at least, and it says, "Oh, we're in this battle with blah blah blah." And I'm gonna be honest, I saw it on Peacock, but only because I subscribed to Peacock so I could watch The Office. Because The Office is like my favorite show, um, and so you can watch the super seasons on that. But 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 Jack is right. Like okay, NFL Network right now is only thirty nine dollars because it's the end of the season. Next week I guess it'll be ten dollars. But that is it's such a mess that the NFL and all these networks every single season we're having this issue where we're almost having to steal cable, so to speak, to watch these games. You're right. So. So Jack thought I forgot about talking about it, but I didn't. Of course, we saved the big stories for our guests right here. Sports Scope, only a big story chaser in his mobile sports van, tracing sports yeah. across the country. Robert Butler. And of course, right now, as you see, he's in, he's in, I think that's New York City he's in right now. No, that's Nashville. <laughs> yeah, it's always sunny here, you know. That's true, true. And, you know, Sonia's, Sonia's changing her back room. I saw her just a minute ago in Pag's living room. I don't know how she did that. I know. <laughs> I know they oh, yeah. It's very but, similar uh, to anyway. the scrim yard background. You, know, you, don't, you don't give Matt Robert Butler credit ever. He's very punctual. He comes in on time. Very professional, yes. unlike yes. Pax, yes. who just staggers into this show whenever he wants. And, you <laughs> and he's loud. He's always loud. Discipline on this show. 
No discipline at all. That's Robert, why you didn't go yeah. up to the NFL coaching Robert, level. Merry Matt. Christmas. You didn't Merry Christmas. Yeah. Yes, yes. He's like Thank you for thank you for pointing out my flaws, Jack. Uh, yeah, Merry Christmas <laughs> to you, Robert. Glad Thanks, glad you could make Thanks, it in. Robert. So, Robert. Let, let, yep. Let's start with what they're talking about. Okay, you came in, they're talking about Peacock. You had to pay to go watch it. I didn't watch it. I know a lot of fans probably didn't watch it because they feel some kind of way. But they are buying NFL Network. They are buying uh, the, 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 the uh, Red Zone or whatever the heck it is out there anyway. So people are buying things that we used to get for free. All you have to do is turn to ha- halftime to get all the highlights. We're so impatient today that we got to do things that we end up spending money for. So Peacock to me is a test balloon for the NFL. Are we going to start paying for playoff games? Are we going to start paying for the Super Bowl? That is Robert, true. If it's successful, why not? Why wouldn't they do that? Yeah, yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. You're, It's diluting the product because you don't want your viewer to keep having a scramble for what we used to call appointment TV. One o'clock Eastern on Sunday from the second week of September all the way to early January or or three uh three oh or four oh five Eastern or four twenty-five Eastern. Once you get away from appointment TV, you're gonna lose audience. Uh I guess they feel like they, they're like a drug dealer, the uh the networks and and ownership and, and the league as a whole that we're so addicted that we're gonna chase and chase and chase and uh, I feel like they probably should consolidate a little bit as a viewer. I don't like it. Uh, I didn't watch the Peacock, and I have a lot of these things. I have Amazon. Remember, we got Amazon on Thursday night. Yeah. Uh, it, yep. it, it's getting – that's the first one I did. I followed it on my phone, you know, play by play through GameCast. But it, it's uh, it, it's becoming a problem, and I hope the league executives kind of – uh, figure this thing out, you know. Yeah, Rob, you got to get a life if you followed that game play by play. And what? Well, well, Only you if you have like game. you know. Well, you know, if you have a Robert, prop bet on it, you do that. If you don't, you're well, the, yes. you're out shopping yeah, okay, last, I, last I got night. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Robert's a fantasy football guy. He's watching every fantasy game, every stat, you know? every play. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, Robert, yeah. let's talk a little bit about, you know, early in the week, everybody's jumping on pickets because of his attitude. He wasn't going to tackle the guy that intercepted the ball. He ran the other way. He wasn't going to make a block. Uh, Tomlin comes out and says, I don't know what's going on. I don't have any answers. And for now, the critics are silenced a little bit. One game. And that's the way that's the way it worked here uh, today, right? It, it's, it's, it's what happens yesterday that matters more than what happened a week ago. To me, it matters a lot what happened a week ago. Whether the guy's not going to block or he's not going to tackle, he's afraid of getting hurt, that's a problem that's going to be with you throughout, to me, throughout his time in Pittsburgh. I know if Bill Carter was a coach, his butt would have been sitting on the bench right then. He probably wouldn't have played this week to make an example out of him. And, and Tomlin didn't do that. So... What's going on in Pittsburgh, uh, Robert? Do you have any other things? What are your thoughts? Let's put it down. Well, I, I think from what I hear and, and read, this is just a sentiment. I don't know if this is fact, but he does not have a hand in the drafting. Uh, Pittsburgh has their own little department for that, and they they have been known to bring in questionable uh, character guys at wide receiver. I think we talked about this last week, guys like Chase Claypool, Antonio Brown, 
but they've hit a lot of them have hit talent wise. Pickens was one of those uh, players. Deontay Johnson uh, was one of those players. A lot of them have hit from the talent perspective, and I'm sure that he has been frustrated more than than we know. And he lets on because he's so cool under fire and at the podium, Tomlin. That um, I, I bet he is. Uh, he, if he had it to do over, he wouldn't want to bring in some of these guys. Everybody from Pittsburgh should be like Hans Ward. Block way downfield, <laughs> but we know that's not going to be the case anywhere. I mean, a lot, a lot of teams miss on wide receivers. So, uh, uh, you know, there's been a lot of talks. Maybe he's kind of burnt out at uh, Tomlin's burnout there with coaching. Maybe he should change scenery, kind of like an Andy Reid, and, and go out and uh, maybe a team like an LA Chargers or, or somebody. I'm just throwing them out as an example. I'm not saying that specifically uh, because of things like this that these questionable players are being brought in by the organization. So, so Tua, Tua comes on stage and he, he says he stands there for 15 minutes saying he doesn't care what anybody thinks about him. So 15 minutes later, I would imagine if you're going to say 15 minutes, you don't care. You do care what people are saying about you that you're not as good as some of the other NFL quarterbacks because you have the cheetah, you have Waddle, you have, you know, a good running game. And and to me, I mean, you could say that about any team, any quarterback needs good receivers to be really yeah. successful. Uh, Miami just happens to have two of the best in the league right now. So, you know, the coach comes out and says, I tell my players to tell the, uh, the, the, the uh, media F off respectfully, you know, so yeah. everybody kind of laughed at that. But it does sound to me like Tua, Tua is upset about what the people think about, about him as a quarterback there. Yeah, I think so, too. And I think he's being portrayed. He thinks that he's being portrayed as a nice, passive guy. And he's trying to say that one one former I think it was Ryan Clark's called him called him fat uh, back in the summertime, and he got he's like hey keep your name out of my so it's like he's a little sensitive to it, but the truth of the matter is I was listening to something that Deion Sanders said, it's a great quote. Listen, if you don't make me, you can't break me. He he was talking about why does he why do I as a player care what people think? If I thought about what people think. I would never even be here as a player, you know. I have to change those opinions. I think he's kind of adapting. Uh, he's trying to signal that type of response because he is a nice guy and and he is somewhat passive. He's not a a big raw raw guy per se with Tua, but yeah. But like you said, they always hit. They 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 say they don't hear it, but they really do. Tua is a train killer. He does. Make <laughs> I'm serious. You know. Passes. He is one of the best deep ball passers in the NFL. Yeah, and I know he has Tyreek Hill. I know he has Jalen Waddle. But that and he's trying to bring his and two is trying to bring his brother into the league. You guys heard yeah. about that? Yeah, yeah, from Maryland. I think he's yeah, he's not playing. He declared. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I, I guess Jack. Did you want to say something? They don't do it. Yeah, people keep changing their tune week to week. It wasn't long ago where all we heard was what a mistake the Dolphins made not drafting Justin Herbert, who went number six and Tua went number five in the draft. That's all we heard. And now if they had a chance to do a do-over again, the Dolphins still would probably stick with Tua number five, you know, and pick him ahead of Herbert. 
We heard it about Josh Allen earlier this year. What's wrong with Josh Allen? And now Josh Allen's a potential MVP candidate. Yeah, but the, they're doing that with all. Jalen Hurts, can you believe that? Yeah. They're upset with Jalen Hurts. Yeah. That is crazy. He's and one he of the better in the NFL. And he was physically sick. Like, I, yep. you know, I don't know what it's like, but Jim, you would know to play physically sick, especially with a viral infection. And he, he looked worn when they showed him, like taking a separate plane and oh, everything. Yeah. Oh, but he yeah. gave it, he ran for his first touchdown. Like, he gave it his all. Everything but, he know, had. And everything he had. And then they're mad at him. Yeah, yeah there was a report that uh, Mac and that that uh, Jalen is not vocal enough. He lacks those leadership skills and it's hard to be rah, rah, rah. When you, when you exactly. got the flu like that, you know, exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. hard to stand I mean, up straight. <laughs> well, well, since you, since you brought up rah, rah, let's talk about Tom Brady. Uh, he's, he's saying who his MVP would be uh, Christian McCaffrey, not a quarterback. And you know, I, I I call it now the MVQ, the most valuable quarterback. It's not the MVP anymore. So to me, there are a lot of players out there that should be considered. I would love to see a quarterback not get the award this year. I'd love to see, I don't care who it is, uh, uh, McCaffrey. You could put Sam, Debo Samuels in there if you want. You can put J.J. Watts, uh, Miles Garrett. You could put the offensive tackle uh, from from San Francisco. Put a tackle in there. What the hell? I mean, let's, J. let's J. Watt, you mentioned. Yeah. Well, J.J. Yeah, okay. yeah. All I was going to say was, if the Ravens win today, Lamar Jackson will be in that MVP. Yeah, yeah he could potentially get his second if they they play on Christmas night. Uh, this is going to come down to the last few. Counting Chad's on the MVP this year. You know, it's it's one week you think it's Tyreek. Now, if Tyreek Hill comes back today and plays well, you see how bad they played without him in the Tennessee game. Now, of course, you know, they shut the Jets out the week after that. But it it's uh, it's wide open, folks. I mean, a lot of people still pushing for Brock Purdy. And uh, he, he's, he's got some really good stats, by the way. Yes. We should wait till we should really wait till after the Super Bowl to decide who the MVP is. Hypothetically, if the Kansas City Chiefs win the Super Bowl with their wide receivers they have, how could it not be Patrick Mahomes? Well, it's a because regular they already season have an MVP. They already have an MVP for the Super Bowl, Jack. There is an MVP for the Super Bowl. Why are we going to give them an MVP for the regular season? This is this is the regular season award. So, I mean, it, you know. I thought Patrick Mahomes has enough MVP, Ken. And so well, the season Jackson. ends after the Super Bowl. Share it. Share the award. Oh, okay. Let's get a defense. You know, let's get somebody else in there. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Robert, the NFL Pro Bowl. Um, am I, yeah, let's do that. The NFL Pro Bowl has now included the tug-of-war competition. Now, I don't know if you're old enough to remember this, but there used to be a show on <laughs> called The Battle of the Network Stars. But Howard Cosell used to do the commentary. Superstar, and they, yeah. And they, yeah, and they used to do swimming, the tug of war, and, you know, the, the obstacle course. This, to me, is what it's turning into, the Battle of the Network stars. And all we need is, you know, maybe Jack could do commentary because he does sound like Cosell a little bit. Let him do commentary on it, you know, and, and include the female reporters. You know, to, you know, let's make it equal for everybody. Anybody that's a star in the NFL, Put him in there and let's have at it, Robert. What do you think? 
Yeah, growing up, we used to have uh, a field day. Did y'all have field day? Yeah, yeah. I had field day. I, I love field day. day. Yeah, me too. The, I was yeah. one, though. <laughs> you know, you remind me. I, I never won tug of war, man. I've always wanted to win a tug of war. I had a dog once that played tug of war with. I mean, and the dog would win. You had dodgeball. Remember dodgeball? Dodgeball, yes. the 50 yard that I mean, it, 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 yep. it was a lot of fun. Yes, it Mac, it, it going back to your question. Yeah, I think it's a little cheesy and over the top. They're throwing stuff against the wall, see for the stick. We're buying almost everything the NFL selling. Yeah, kind of right. wish the audience would reject some of this stuff, but yeah, nah, you know, I, I, you know, so I don't think it matters if the audience rejects it or not. I mean, I think they're just going to put it on like that anyway. It's, you know, it's just, I don't, I don't think they we buy it. We bought the, we keep buying the Pro Bowl. I haven't watched yes. one in 15 years. Oh, I neither buy and I don't buy the Pro Bowl, but it comes on anyway. See, well, that, I'm just saying, as I far as you, watching it, you should, Mac, you know, you should put that on, put that on pay per view. See what happens with that. <laughs> no, no, God, no. I'm just saying, as far as viewership, buying it like buying right. into, not actually physical. Oh, my God. Oh, you yeah. really have Paper to be addicted me. to order that on yes. the Pro Bowl. That's just look at Sonia can watch that with the office, and you know whatever else you watch. <laughs> I I think the Pro Bowl next year is on February fourth, or the honors. It's always before the the Super Bowl now. So yeah. let me just let you, yeah. So let me just let you guys know my birthday is two four two four. I will not be watching no Pro Bowl or any anything <laughs> affiliated with none of that. And it mm-hmm. is on a Sunday too, I think. So um. Yeah, I guess we'll all be together wherever I am. I'll have to just it's log not gonna in be on in the background. <laughs> I just, isn't, that <laughs> the hardest, isn't that the hardest week of the year as far as football goes? The week before the Super Bowl, you got no games, it's boring, nothing's going on. That's a tough week. That is true. You got a good yeah. point, Jack. You got the senior bowl, Jack. And you, oh, you really gotta be a diehard to watch the senior bowl. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, guess I, I, I watch a little bit of it. I played it. It was Jack an interesting game. Yeah. You played it. Jack, yeah. nice. Jack refuses to watch college football. That's for something. He, he, no, no, he I watch the big, big games. I mean, yeah. I don't want to. You know, you take college football during the regular season. It's on every channel. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. Once in a while, I like to watch a low-level game, a team with a like a four and five record against the team with a three and six record. And while a big game is going on, I'm watching them. And who watches those low level games? I mean, basically just the players, families and the school alumni. Yeah. You, those are all this you, weekend. You. I know. Yes, there you go. Yeah. A lot of those are on this weekend. Uh, if, Robert, Jim, if you had to do it over, you'd probably go to a big major university, not Arizona. I did go. To a big man. <laughs> what are you talking about, Jack? Throwing all kinds of shade there. We need yeah. Oklahoma in the bowl game. I was the MVP. Yeah. Jim, community college, community college of Colorado is not a big school. I'm sorry to tell you that. Yeah. You know, that's not a big school. So, yeah, it is because uh, I went to Arizona State. You did. You did. I went to those lower bowls, guy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oklahoma had Marcus Dupree. And he got an award, you guys, at Arizona State. He got Who did? he got inducted to the Hall of Fame there. Jim. Stop being his publicist, okay? He can take care of him. <laughs> yeah. This oh, is MVP. Hey, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, 
That looks like the trophy I got at football camp when I was 10 years oh. old. Just to let you know. Uh, Robert, let's push out to Tommy Cutlets with his trademark. He wants to make some money off his off his name there. Uh, don't blame him. He's not making a lot of money as it is. So, hey, good for him, right? Yeah, you know what? I, I was a little bit – it was a little off-putting to me at the beginning. I mean, you, you know, you're, you're trying to help this team out, and 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 uh, you're, you're just trying to make your way. Now he's got all these trademarks. There was a story that he stood up a pizzeria after he, he won a, uh, a Green Bay uh, Monday night game. It, it's $10,000. Now it's $20,000. Then he – he, he corrects that and supposedly fires somebody on his marketing team. All that being said, Mac, like you said, not everybody can have a Tom Brady drawn out 15, 20 year Peyton Manning type of career. Uh, uh, the, the, the coaches know how many hours you're on your tablet. And as long as you're making your meetings and, and making your throws and you're a good time manager, I'm okay with it. At the end of the day, uh, there's some kind of cooking commercial with him and his mom on. I saw online the other day. It's pretty cheesy. But, hey, listen, man, you know, it, more power to you. Like you said, he's not making any money. He's lucky to be right. there. He's Jeremy Lin right now. <laughs> you know, I made that comparison before, Robert. And you are yeah. correct. Uh, yeah. He's not, he's not even at that status, guys. I mean, to be <laughs> He should really be playing behind Tyrod Taylor. Good for him if he could make some quick money. And he better make it quick because the opportunities are not going to be there by next year. Yeah, he'll, he'll probably right. be in another league next year, you know. But then again, he may yes, have his yeah. own network going. You never know. Rick, I, I missed all your com comments here. My, my screen was is messed up so i'm you're way way i got comments from you from way back yes we are making our pick this week robert um let's talk a little bit about the usfl xfl new league four teams have dropped out i think there's only a total of eight teams now in the league or combined one to four in each division is this gonna is this gonna make it i mean is are are, are is this league gonna be you know is this league gonna be around for another couple of years yeah both leagues had to drop four teams yeah, the USFL and the uh, XFL, uh, the remake of that, they both had to drop four teams. They pushed back. I like what they did. They pushed back the start date. It used to be in, like, February. Now it's March 30th. The playoffs will go into June, which I think is better. Kind of give the viewership a little bit of a break there after the Super Bowl. Uh, listen, folks, it, it is, it's a big business starting a football league. You know, even if you got the deepest of these deepest pockets, you're trying to change viewership habits. Well, we're all people of creatures of habit, you know. Meanwhile, you're, you're trying to sell this to networks and, and, and advertisers and whatnot. So uh, I hope it works. I've always said it would work if you had the right amount of money and the amount of patience to stay with it. I watched the, uh, what was it, the Arena League. I watched that for years when it went into the summertime. I thought it was pretty good, you know. Yeah. But, you know, they did, they did when they did have the old USFL, they did have big money and it still yeah. didn't work out, Robert, you know. But even though I thought, I thought the USFL was not that far behind the NFL back in those days when they had the Steve Youngs and the Jim Kellys and, and, and that, I thought it was a pretty good product. And even they had a problem. Uh, staying, you know, staying alive. They ended up folding up. So good luck to them guys. Uh, 
Yeah. Trying to, trying to do that. It's a hard thing. All right. So, Robert, let's let's go to your fantasy football. Make some people some money here. Okay. Yeah. Listen, this is all matchup stuff. This is all about the matchup. This is a daily fantasy. I like to say that. Uh, I've got Baker Mayfield, Jacksonville's defense, around 30th <laughs> against the pass here. So, I actually took Mayfield. He, he's a very cheap player uh, here on this Capital League here. Uh, Bajon Robertson got in a little trouble last week, but I, you know what? I think that uh, he'll bounce back. He was sick last week, and Atlanta didn't uh, dispose it. They got a big fine for it. That's a different story, but uh, I like him against Indianapolis today. Uh, I'm out of Nashville. Tajay Spears, uh, Seattle coming east. This guy is very explosive young player here. Uh, is for a good price here, 4700 uh, Now, Mike Evans, I've got uh, he's the lead receiver there for Tampa. DK Metcalf gets Tennessee secondary. Uh, they're, they're about 32nd against the pass. Uh, Garrett Wilson against Washington. They're down there as well. Uh, against the pass, David Njoku uh, going against Houston. He's the Cleveland tight end. And a flex player, uh, Jake Ferguson from Dallas. And I took the Buccaneers defense going against a banged up uh, who I think is going to play today. Uh, Oh, it's Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he is playing. He's someone I understand. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead it's all about the matchups. Yeah, <laughs> Those aren't it's the best games, but they're the best fantasy matchup games. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. So, folks, check out Robert Butler, Sports Scope. Everywhere that's Sports Scope with a K. Follows the big stories, has his fantasy football uh, pick. He also does his picks on his show. Check him out. I don't know how well you're, how well are you doing on your picks this year, Robert. Uh, yeah, I'm about 55, 60%. I mean, it, it's hard to bat a thousand, man. I mean, you can think is. you got everything figured out and you got a yeah. special team play, last minute de defensive issue. So it is pain. what it is. I feel your pain. Yes. yes it <laughs> it's not exactly. Jim's still struggling to understand the rules that Mac no, has laid no. out last I'm setting you guys up. I'm doing my one in fifteen season now. I'm coming back strong next. Oh, year. he can't. He can't. He can't marry being a player versus actually watching the game. Basically, is what y'all are saying. Yes. Well, okay. I've never been. I didn't gamble on games. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that's, that's true. true. And I, and I hope you still don't, Jim. That's so, Robert, thank you. <laughs> Yeah. Robert, thanks again. Merry Christmas, Robert. Have a good one, my yeah. friend. Yeah. Yeah. You Merry guys Christmas were all on the dirty, naughty list except for Robert. <laughs> <laughs> no, I ain't oh, perfect, guys. I'm not perfect. You were late. <laughs> yeah, you were late. Anyway, Robert, have a good one, my friend. Have a good show, Merry folks. Christmas, thanks for having Robert. me. Bye. Uh, Sonia, you don't realize Mac and myself attempted to help Jim with his picks. Two things. Mac offered Jim a buy one week. To, you know, oh. to regroup, Jim turned the buy down. And we offered him Byron Williams to help him with the picks. And Byron said, Jim just doesn't want to listen to him. And he probably, even if you guys did give him the buy, he probably would have lost that as well. So Wow. There you go. Wow. That's what you get for putting me on the naughty list, Jim. <laughs> Interesting. David, David Padilla. I asked, do you see the NFL changing the referee training in the coming years? They have been making some horrible Hi, calls this year. Um, listen, David, I don't think it's any different than before. They've always made 
uh, terrible calls, especially when they go against your team. And I think it's been that way since football really has started. It just magnified more. You can see the plays in slow motion. You can see the close-up of where their foot's touch uh, on the sidelines, if they're in, if they're out, if the hand goes down the same time the foot goes in. I mean, today it's almost impossible to compete with the technology. They're going to have to start maybe using that technology. I don't want to see them stop games because of penalties. Maybe I'm the most important. But then what's important? I, I I don't know. I don't think there is an answer, to be honest with you. Jim, I don't know if you agree with me or not. I mean, you can't stop the game every every penalty. And and I, I listen, I, I, I don't feel bad for the NFL's refs. I do feel that they should have them full time. And maybe that would help more. But how can you compete against a machine that can slow it down to freeze frame and have a close-up of a foot in a hand? I don't know how you do that. And, and I agree that what you said. I think they need full-time refs, but they have to utilize the technology because there's a lot of things that the human eye can't see at a split second. You try to do sure. it to the best of your abilities, but there's some difficulties in there, and you have the technology that can help you. Yeah, yeah I, it's true. I always say the, the replay to me is it takes so much fun out of the game. Like, I just remember, like, okay, if you saw it, you saw it. And I'm not saying they should remove replay, like, completely, but just every single detail. It's just like, are we literally in the era where everything is computerized? We cannot use human deduction anymore without some type of AI or technology interference. And, and for me... When you're like replaying, I watched one game. I can't remember who it was. I mean, they replayed. It felt like every few minutes there was a replay and a, a challenge. And I was like, man, this game is stretched out another one one to two hours just because of the replays. And it, for me, it just takes the fun out of the game. Mm -hmm. I agree. Jack, Jack I, I, you know, Jack, let me ask you. You know, we watched the game, and I, Jim and, and Sonia too. But we watch the game without all this replay. And, if you know, it normally evens out by the end of the year. They make bad calls. They make good. It normally evens out. There's there's nobody, I, even with betting today, I really don't think. I mean, they could fix a game with a ref. But I, I don't think that, that that's the intent at all. I think that they do what the NFL says, well, you're going to call holding this week. So they call holding more this week. I agree. And, and um, they do that, and they do what the NFL tells them to do. So the replay, do you think maybe we should just get rid of it and let them call a game again? No, I think we have to be more consistent with the rules. Like a few years back, for example, in the NFC Championship game between the Rams and the Saints, yes. the Rams cornerback committed blatant pass interference, but it wasn't reviewable. So the Rams wind up winning the game that the Saints should have won Rams go to the Super Bowl. I mean, something like that drives you crazy. Everything's either got to be reviewable or not. Also, does a penalty, should it only be called when it affects the play? I don't want to see a flag on the other side of the field and someone day having a big gain and it being called back if it didn't affect the play, that penalty. I listen. I I think that's a, a great point. Who cares if they're holding the receiver? They're not throwing the ball to the receiver, right? Right. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. The the field. I mean, who cares at that point? That that kind I of mean, makes we sense. Have all, we have all these bad plays that literally are game costers, um, and and a lot of people could say, hey, well, they should have played the game better and not, you know, let the game hinge on that specific play. But, like, I can think about the Dez Bryant catch that was controversial and then was later ruled, oh, yeah, he did have the catch. But guess what? 
they're no longer in the playoffs. And then the Jericho Cotri catch from the Super Bowl with the Panthers, and it was later ruled a catch, and that changed the trajectory of that game, and we ended up losing the Super Bowl. And then, like Jack mentioned, the Rams and Saints game that they all but were sending around a petition through the league to get people to sign, and they put signs up down here in Atlanta that said basically they should have been here um, in the Super Bowl. Like, they just were not letting that go. And so my thing is, in crucial situations like that, yes, I agree that it should be it should be heavily scrutinized when it's like that. But again, if the team plays the way they should and it's not hinging on that specific play, it's all those if you know ifs and whats and shoulda coulda woulda. But um, and, 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 yeah. and you know, Sonia, Sonia, it's open to interpretation as any call is. You know, I just saw the play last night. The uh, the guy. The guy ran right through the Pittsburgh Steeler offender. He tackled him. The ball wasn't there. It hit him in the back. I mean, that's blatant. They don't call it. And that's what maybe Jim is saying more consistency, you know, and, and, and Jack is saying maybe we don't, you know, who cares about the holding on the other side of the field? And I agree. You can't review every play because it slows down a game. It takes some momentum away from the team that's moving the ball. And 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 to me, listen, I think they should just get rid of it and, and just play the game. It would speed the game up. Well, it might tick some fans off. So what? So what? So well, it's going to take you What is the um, biggest thing in pro sports right now? We're yeah. doing spreads. And those differences, they make differences in games. Those missed calls make differences. What's happening? The gamblers just wait a minute. I just lost points, or I just lost money. I agree, but again, I think that would take care of itself, Jim. In the end, I don't know, but uh, I I don't know. I I just know the way it's going right now is not a good quality product. Uh, that they're putting on the field as far as all these penalties go, and that's a shame. So, guys, let's get to our picks. I don't know, Pags. I know Pags is going to see uh, them, the Eagles get beat by the Giants today, so maybe he doesn't want to stick his head in here today. Let's see what happens. Someone put yeah, in the chat that he. Someone put in the chat that he's at Big Dom's house. He could be. He could be. You know, maybe Dom would be allowed on the Giants sideline because he was banned from every home game. So maybe he could be on the sideline for the away games. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know how it works. Uh, so let's let's get to the picks. Uh, I'll give you mine. I'll give you mine first. I'm going all north, north division teams right there this week. I got I got uh, Detroit minus three point five, Green Bay minus four point five, Chicago minus four, and I'll give you my underdog pick later. Jack, who do you got again? Yeah, I'm going to take the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, they're favored by something like 12 points. I'm approximate, Mac. I know you sent the point difference. I'm not going to argue with you over a half point. I'll look at what you put down. They should be able to beat the Giants very, very decisively. If they can't beat this Giant team decisively at home, what does it say about the Eagles going forward? Three losses in a row. They're going to come out to win this game big. I like the Seahawks at Tennessee. You know, giving three, winning there. The Seahawks really have a good team. Their record's deceiving at seven and seven. They're going to make a, a, a serious playoff run before it's over. And the last game's a little shaky, but they're not a lot of good teams to pick from. But I'm going to take Denver and give something like seven. You know, they're at home against New England. You know, New England will have their hands full going to place like, you know, in that high altitude and at Denver and keeping things close because New England doesn't have a very good team. 
And I think that blow up with Sean Payton and Russell Wilson could actually work in the Broncos' favor short term. I'll say, okay, so you got Philly, Seattle, and Denver, Jack? Yeah. Denver, okay. Um, let me give you uh, producer Linda's picks real quick. She has Green Bay, uh, Cleveland, and Chicago for her uh, favorite picks. So, Jim, what do you got? I have uh, Denver over um, New England as one of my picks. I have Green Bay over the Panthers for um, another one of my picks. And then my last pick is Chicago over Arizona. All right. At least two out of three there, buddy boy. Good job. All right. Who do you got? Who do you got? Well, yeah, well, why does Jim? Jim should be going first. He gets to follow what we give and use our picks to get back. <laughs> oh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That should be it. The guy who, uh, the person with the worst <sighs> record should be going first. In oh, you think day. he's copying? He's writing down notes as we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> so, so wait a minute. So, Jim, let me get this straight because Jack, Jack's talking again. And I, I, I can't concentrate when he's talking. You got Denver, Green Bay, and who else? Denver, Green Bay, and Chicago. All right, Chicago. That's what I thought. Sonia, what do you got for picks? All right. So I have um, Atlanta as the one-point favorite over the Colts. The defense is playing better. Taylor Heineke is in this week. Um, B. John Robinson is going to play well with Heineke he has in the past. Um, hopefully he's feeling much better um, than he was a few weeks ago when they got that penalty. And so I got Atlanta on that one. I also have um, Seattle. Seattle's been red hot, um, especially after their win over Philadelphia. Levis is playing injured. And, um, no, they're, they're starting Tannehill. Levis is not uh, playing. Sonia, I won't say they're red hot. Sorry, they were last week. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I meant to say Levis is not going to be playing because he's injured. And so Tannehill is back. But um, I'm thinking that Locke is going to continue to hold it down unless Geno comes back because I know they Gino were talking about is coming back. Oh, there you go. There you go. So it Gino's been out for a little bit. Um, I looked yesterday and did not see that notification. So thanks, y'all. Mm -hmm. So now that Gino's back, um, red hot smoking Gino. And my third pick is going to be hold on. I'm going red to do Yeah, Lisa Red, a little red hot. You're calling yeah. an audible on your picks now, all of a sudden. <laughs> so my yeah, third pick is gonna, yeah, my third is gonna be Denver over New That's England. Um okay, yeah. wait on your underdog. Wait on your underdog. No, uh, I'm not here gonna comes uh, the Philly sports. <laughs> here comes Pags in just in time to put his picks. Oh my god, how we doing, Pags? See, we just saw. <laughs> We just saw Sonia in your living room, Pag, to let you know. I don't know how she got there. She's in the car. I don't know what you guys are doing. So. Go ahead, Pag. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. I, you know, they always love to come to, to come see the big dog. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so happy shopping day. Today is my, my shopping day. I do all my Christmas shopping in one day. It used to be such a guy thing to do, but now women have ruined it. You know, so now it's like everybody goes shopping on Christmas Eve, and it used to be just—it okay. used to be awesome with just guys. Amazon so, a lot. Uh, send send your letters to the Philly sports guy. Check out his Facebook page. Any comments for that last remark he said? Just send it to him. We had nothing to do. Exactly, with it. exactly. Right. And they know they have. They know they've ruined it. Okay. They know they've ruined Christmas Eve for me. So. <laughs> so bad. Uh, 
Pags, before we get before we get to the, the the Eagles Giants game, let me get your picks, if you would, so I can get get on with the uh, the skit. Am I able to pick tomorrow's games too? What do you mean tomorrow's game? Monday? Is it just yeah, today's games or tomorrow's games? No, no, you should, you should do Monday night or Monday. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. I wanted to make sure so that uh, I didn't. Uh, I like. Uh, yeah, who do I like? Uh, you know, like I should have looked at these. I like the Lions. I think the Lions smoked the Vikings. Uh, I like, I think the Jags, the Jags crushed the Bucks, And then. Okay. The Jags, the Jags is an underdog uh, packs. Give us two, two more favorites. Oh, I got them as one point. Yeah, I have them as a favorite. So I'm sorry if that's the underdog pick. I don't want them. Okay, hold on. Hold on, hold on, I, I'm hold sorry. On. I know these lines. I, I don't. I don't. I don't have the email. They were they were plus one because they didn't know what they didn't they didn't know whether Trevor Lawrence was playing or not. That's why they were underdogs. All right. So then Max pick Max sets the point spread on Tuesday before the game. Something yeah, like that. So, yeah, I know. And I I only see the line now instead of read his email. Uh, so. Uh, okay, then it's uh, I guess I'll have to take damn, I don't want to take them either. I'll take the Seahawks, okay. And as much as I hate to have to do this because I think this game stinks, I'll take the Jets. Ooh. Huh. Uh, <laughs> all right, so as you know, folks, every every week we do our special uh picks, and there he is. Uh, let's go ahead and throw it up because there's no need to fear. Dog is here. When criminals in this world appear and break the laws that they should fear and frighten all who see or hear, the cry goes up a far and near for underdog. Underdog. That's right. We give you our dogs too. We don't just give you our favorites. And this is a the spreads folks you can have a lot of people that are going to come out and just to pick the games we don't just we don't do that we give you the spreads and we beat the spreads every week all of us except for one i'm not mentioning who he is is above 500 we're at least at 55 35 24 and one on the year all right so there you go see that's jack's leading right now and uh you know he always picks my team so i can't catch up to him so let's go with the underdog none <laughs> Say again. Okay, so he's one. I have like so thirty-seven anyway, wins, but I, since I haven't picked every week, I don't get counted in the spread. You're the unofficial, and I'm a little bit alarmed by your picks this week because one of my picks was the Eagles as a favorite, and you didn't pick them. I'm kind of nervous now. If you didn't even pick the Eagles as one of your big three, I'm worried. I wouldn't worry about it. The Eagles will win this game, but it's the first. So listen, I, I, we haven't had a chance to talk about it. Are we going to talk about it now? We're going to do the underdog we picks. Were, we're going to do the underdog. Jack likes to veer off. You know how Jack is. He just yeah, I understand. So, so I'm taking the. I'm going to take the Jags since that was the underdog, and Trevor Lawrence wasn't supposed to play, but now he's playing. So I got the Jags as my underdog. Uh, Producer Linda has Indianapolis as her underdog. Jack. I'm is Baltimore still your underdog? Uh yeah, Baltimore's my underdog. I think they could go toe to toe with the 49ers. I wouldn't be surprised at this point if that's a preview of the Super Bowl. I mean, the Super Bowl would turn out maybe a bit different, 
But the Ravens are playing really, really well. I mean, they're going to go into San Francisco and give the 49ers all they can handle. If the Niners do win the game, it's going to come down to the wire. All right. So I think the so Ravens Jim, are going to win the game you... outright. I'm picking them to win Baltimore outright. Well, well so, so if they don't win, that's a loss then, right? Listen, listen, Jackie, you, I'm taking you at your word. You just said Baltimore was winning the game, right, Jim? Did he say that, Jim? Am I hearing things? But I got the points as my insurance. All right, policy. okay. I'm just kidding. You know, I know there'll be a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I think they'll win without the points. Jim, but if they Jim, win who's with the points, I'm taking my credit. My little pick is Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. All right. Yes. Tampa Bay as Jim's Jackson underdog. Was. Sonia, who's your underdog? My underdog is Tampa Bay too. I was trying to look on look for my notes on why, but just know Tampa Bay is my um underdog pick. <clears throat> well, what you say it's the color of the uniforms and the helmets? What do you got, Pags, for your underdog? <laughs> the Arizona Cardinals. All right. Matt, Tampa Bay's favorite according to your odds. So how can Tampa Bay be an Jim, underdog? did you do that again? Jim, no, Jim, I'm looking at it right here. They started off at 1.5 for Jacksonville, but I can pick somebody else. No, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You are correct. Tampa Bay is the underdog. Jack? Jack. No, Thank Tampa you. Bay is I the favorite. On. I threw the red favorite. and it got overturned. She's That's got to have right. Okay. Right. I'm picking Indianapolis over Atlanta. Thank you. There you go. So, Jim. All right. So, I got to get another pick, too? Yes. Yep. Yes. Hold yep, on. Because, because we can't go with the normal lines. Yeah. Oh, hold on, y'all. Listen. I send the email out. Hey, listen. Anybody who watches the show, don't go by our picks. Everybody. I'm new to this. I am, I'm just learning how to do point spreads. Let me let you guys everybody, know. Everybody. Listen. Listen. I'm going to say this for the last time. I'm going to say this for the last time. You're muted too now, uh, Sonia, because you, you're talking over me right now. So this is what I do every week. After I get the lines on Tuesday, I email it out to you guys. That is the spread. People bet on the spreads every day of the week. They don't just wait to the last minute like you, Pags. And I don't care about all your notes or not, Sonia. The point is you had the email. You got to make your picks off the email. If not, don't pick. All right. Okay. I'll go back on now. Thank you. So, that I, so then here, but here's the thing. Go. If we're going to do that, we should have our show on Tuesday. You, you know, can have your show on Tuesday. <laughs> you can have your show. I have someone okay. and we'll, and we'll you. Have you would have made a great coach dealing with this group, all the excuses. You laid the format out. And they don't want to follow it. None of them. Hey, listen, it's, I still have the best record amongst all of you guys, so I don't want to hear it. It's unofficial, your record, whatever you you've It's always unofficial because you don't like the fact that I'm in the league. It doesn't mean anything. Pags, then you should have made it to every show, Pags. That's your own fault. Don't play uh, okay, games. yeah. So, yeah, there are days. There are days when uh, I'm out in L.A. and I can't make it because you were having the show at five o'clock in the morning. Hey, listen, it's okay. It's all right. Mags, are you happy that you're traveling around the country watching all those games? Okay. Listen, I, I, I'm still waiting for my check. I'm waiting for to get renewed on this show. Okay, well, it's in the mail. Okay. So anyway, so we all got our underdog picks in, and uh, we should have Jetman should be jumping in here in a minute. Oh, you I don't have an underdog, underdog pick. You don't have an underdog? Waiting. Well, then you get. 
And it's all, I was oh, waiting do you have one? Okay, yes. go ahead, Sonia. Can I just pick Jacksonville, please? Yes, you can. We'll let you Thank you. Again. Okay. So you so switched from Tampa to Jacksonville. <laughs> what? Yes. You went from Tampa to Jacksonville. Tim is wearing off on you, Sonia. Yes, it is. I just want to speak then so I don't get muted again because I got in trouble for being late and now I'm quiet. So. Sonia, Sonia, everyone has been muted once on this show. Don't worry about it. You, you Some of us of more it. than once. Yes. 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 Okay. Very true. Mac, I think so, you have to express with uh, Pags the big story in football. Big Dom being banned. I think. Well, we're not going to talk NFL about that. We're going to talk about that's the turning point. The NFL ban. We're going to talk. We're going to talk about out. first. We're going to talk first about about the Eagles Giants matchup. Let Pags go. Pags, if you're the Giants coaches, well, how do you how do you get them ready to beat your Eagles? I don't think I don't think you have to do much. I I'll be honest. It's you know the Giants Eagles rivalry is yeah actually like third on of all the NFL rivalries behind like Eagles Dallas and then I think like the Bears Lions, uh it's or Bears Packers one of those one yeah. of those, uh it's uh it it, it kind of speaks for itself. So I feel like I've always felt that the Eagles season doesn't even begin until we play the Giants. And I've said that for years. You know, like I know that the fact that it's playing so late in the season really does suck. And I think yeah. that it's going to be a tough game today. I think 13 and a half points is a too many points for this game, which is the reason why I don't I don't I didn't pick the Eagles. I think the Eagles win this game. I'm, I'm watching all of the pundits say that the Eagles are going to smoke this team. And I think it's going to be a much closer game. I think it's going to be a 10 point game. I don't think it's going to be 13. Like I think it, I, I think and I think it at 10 points is that the going away points. Like uh we just we just put it out of reach for them. Um but I think it's going to be a tough game on Monday night. And ultimately, the Eagles will win, but it's, you know, and it's going to set the table for us against the Cardinals and then against the Giants again and then going into the playoffs. You know, you know, I think I think the Eagles have got to run the ball against that giant defense. And, and believe it or not, the you know, big cat there with Williams out, the Giants running defense has kind of not played as well as when he was there. So I think they're prime and ready to be run against. And, and and I don't know why the Eagles have not been running the ball more. It seemed like they did a little bit more last week. And, uh, you know, and, and again, Jalen Hurts has got to be patient. He's got to stop trying to throw a touchdown every time uh, that, you know, that he uh, that he's at the end of the game. He could have checked down and kicked the field goal and you guys would have went to overtime instead of trying to go for it all in that pass. And, and you know, basically he threw almost into double coverage. He threw a, a, a air ball. That uh, you know that uh, the safety uh, Jordan Love, not Jordan Love, but the Love was able to uh, intercept. So um, I think if he's more patient and that uh, and that they uh, they can win the game by running the ball, and I think that's what the Eagles should, should do. And I think they'll have no problem beating the Giants today. So, uh, Jetman, the link was sent to you early in the morning. Who cares? What was Jetman when we needed him? Now at the end of the season, playing out the string, and you're having him on. Is this just to well, take a dig at me? He he wrote a very a uh, very con a controversial post for for him. You know how all year he wanted Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, all he talked about, and now he's kind of changing his tune at the end of the 
at the end of the year saying maybe it was a mistake to get Aaron Rodgers with the you know offensive coordinator and all the, the receivers that went along with him, the money they paid for him, the draft choice they gave up for him. Maybe it wasn't worth it to bring on Aaron Rodgers. Maybe they should have got another quarterback. So that's what the post was. If you can, uh, the link, like I said, was sent early. Uh, Jetman, you were with everybody else that's here right now, so I know you got the link. So check again. Maybe it's in spam. I don't know. So uh, what do you think about that, Jim? You think maybe it was a mistake uh, to bring Aaron Rodgers oh, no. in the end? Rodgers, they were just taking a chance. And regardless, you taking a chance on a 39-year-old, there's always going to be, unless it's Tom Brady, very few players play at that age and play successfully. And everybody, he, they thought they were going to have the success that Tampa Bay would Fortunately, he got injured, so we'll never know. Yeah, you know, what were their choices, Mac? They could have signed maybe Derek Carr yeah, ahead. Really to really really that wouldn't have worked out. Yeah, you're too emotional. It's your team. You're too emotional. Sonia, <laughs> what do you think? Do you think it was a mistake to bring him on in the end? Um, I wouldn't say a mistake. I just don't think he was equally matched for that organization, to be honest. I think Aaron Rodgers and another organization, perhaps <laughs> he would not have gotten injured. Um, and I just, I just never kind of bought into the him going to the Jets to begin with. The Jets, um, they've just had their own issues already, and I just think him going to that organization was not an end-all, be-all to solve the issues that they already had. And I think it just compounded him being there. They, they broke the bank to get him there. Um, he's now out for the season, and and likely will not play the same even when he's brought back next year would not be the Aaron Rodgers we knew him to be back in Green Bay. He got Pat, hurt. And you're questioning the move. Pags, he got injured. Bags, what are your thoughts on this? I don't want to hear Jack's thoughts on this. It'd be like, here are my thoughts on, on my team. What are your thoughts on this right now? You have uh, an old quarterback now that's on your team who hasn't played now will be a couple years. He's he's got that injury problem. It's he's never going to be the same again. I don't care what what they say. His leg will never be the same again. And you're looking at a Jets defense that maybe you know was wasted the last two years. What do you think? What do you think the answer is for the Jets? Do you think they push on? They should push on from Rodgers, the offensive coordinator, JM, clean house again, or you think that's just doing the same thing over and over again? So you're asking what my thoughts are? Yes. <sighs> It's such a snore fest with this whole thing. It's a, it's, hey, listen, <clears throat> we're going to find out next year. Let it, let it, let it go until next year. You're going to run it back. Yeah. Let them run it back. That's the end of it. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. all this stuff. You could say whatever you want. Oh, we shouldn't have done it. We should have done it. Blah, blah, blah. Truth of the matter is, you know what? Next year, it's, it's, we're going to find out. And if in four plays, he winds up hurting his other Achilles or doing something that he's out for the rest of the season. It'll say, then you'll say, well, that was a bust. Or yeah. you'll, you know, he could bring them all the way to the AFC championship game. I mean, you got to think, right. think about a year ago, this organization was already in limbo because Woody Johnson was getting restless with the owner and the general manager of the team anyway. And that's why I made the mention about it, it was already a, a fiasco when they got Aaron Rodgers. You know, they go to the whole, whole hard knocks thing and, the hypeness around that. Um, but in the end, it's, it's the same. Guys, uh, we've got to look at value, value of a franchise. The most, the most interesting thing. 
the most interesting the most interesting thing to me, Jack, and and Jack, I think froze up because he's so he's so upset. No, no, I, the most interesting I'm, thing, I'm thing to me is 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 that is that the Jets are going to have a worse record than they did last year without Aaron Rodgers and having Zach Wilson and whoever else was over there. That's the most interesting thing to me about this whole thing. The question and, is, and, you and, want and the to Jets me, listen, I, I, if you're a Jets fan, you, if, the, if the Jets continue I, to lose, if they lose to the Commanders, they would fall into the fourth slot, the fourth overall pick in the draft. Okay. And the options are a lot better if you go fourth as opposed to, let's say, six to seven. I don't, I don't see a difference between fourth and sixth and seventh, but that's okay. Whatever. I mean, uh, top 15, top 32 uh, draft picks, depending on why you're well, drafting. Maybe in you're a way you get Marvin bad. Harrison, you know, with your pick. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Who knows? That's what they need another receiver. They, 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 <laughs> anyway, let's 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 get to our picks. We should have. Guys. I don't know. I think they need an offensive man line. Cave, man cave uh, should be great. There you go. Anyway, anyway, yeah. Especially if they don't have a quarterback that can run with the football, they don't have that right now with uh, Aaron Rodgers. So let's let's start going with our our picks. When hopefully the guy from the man cave comes in here and uh, and real quick, there's uh, Jetman, hundred percent. Keeping the circus going after he got hurt. I wasn't in a link email, but wish you guys a Merry Christmas. You were on the link to the email, Jetman. I'm not going to tell you again. Your name I is Jetman. Jetman. Uh, I don't know. Jetman. I don't know. I'm beginning to believe that Jetman may not have been on the email. Hold on. Let me check. Let me check. I'm going to do a confirmation. Yeah, you can look on the email and see who all was on. Hold on. Hold on. Jack. Jim, all things football, yes. Keith, Robert, me, which is me, Tamar, and the man cave at Yahoo. I don't see a jet man on there. So what was that? Jet man is vindicated. What was what was the, the second, second last name you said? Jack, Jim, and all things football. Jet man was right. Jet man right. was right. You got to give the it to him. Was right. The second, the second Tamar. last name on that email, that's his name. It's Tamar. That's his real name. That's his real name. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Tamar. Uh, right? <laughs> anyway, Tamar, that is your name. You were on the link. So let's get to our picks. Enough with uh, enough with the Jets. Man, the Jets stink anyway. So anyway, let's get on with the, with, with the team. Too. So we, we, we pretty much uh, all the of Jetirian us had something to do with Gmail? and Atlanta. Jetirian. There you go. Right. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know. But anyway, I don't. Anyway, maybe, maybe I'm maybe I'm emailing you the real Jetman or Jetman that's at the games. I don't know. But anyway, uh, that's what drives them up. Anyway, Indianapolis at Atlanta. Um, again, most of us picked this game one way or another. Most of us took Indianapolis. Couples took Atlanta. I, you know, I, I just. I like the way the Colts are playing right now. I don't like the way Atlanta plays are too up and down. That's why I took it, uh, the Indianapolis Colts. So here's Big Mike from the Man Cave. At least he shows up, Jet Man. He's in his car just like Sonia. I think there's in the same uh, parking lot right now. There he is. There's Big Mike. How are you doing, Big Mike? Good. How about y'all? Uh, We're doing great. Glad to have you on it. As you can see, he's from the Man Cave. That's a huge Twitter, huge on Twitter. He's on Northeast Streaming Sports 
for the show now. As you can see, he's a Cleveland Browns fan. And I imagine right now he's in in, in love with Joe Flacco. I think there's a bromance going on. Is that true, Mike? Yeah, I mean, to see this man at 38 get off his couch and come in here and say, I'm going to throw this ball over 300 yards every game, Who, who's not in love with this man? I mean, everybody's got to be. The whole league's got to be enamored with what he's doing. No, I got enamored. You just convinced me to have to fall apart. I told you guys Joe Flacco was going to be balling, and y'all – Y'all said he was an old man, so I'm with. Jets are where the quarterbacks go to die. Oh my god! Oh my god! All right, so so we're all in agree. We're all in agreement that Joe Flacco, uh, you know, besides throwing three interceptions, can throw three touchdowns too. I think we're all in agreement on that, right? So yes, is that going to work though, Mike? When you're going to go in the playoffs and you got somebody like Joe Flacco who does turn the ball over a lot and you're playing against the better teams in the playoffs. I, I think he'll be okay. I, again, like I said, he just got off the couch. And if he's throwing three interceptions now, what matters is what he did this last game. You saw he threw the three picks. They were down. And then he goes and throws for 212 yards in that fourth quarter and brings us back in the game and wins the game. That's what matters the most. And, and even at the end of the game, he even said, he goes, if it wasn't for my picks the last couple games, we would have blown teams out by double digits. So he knows what he needs to work on. He knows he needs to get, you know, more playbook time, get in there better with the receivers. And I think we're going to be okay. Because imagine if our defense was fully healthy, fully healthy, and we just had Nick Chubb. We're 9-5 and five without all of that. Imagine. Well, you know, there's a, there's a, there's you don't a lot believe, of, there's You don't believe of, that the Bears may have thrown that game to get a better pick? No, nah, I believe uh, Jim Brown's ghost hit that ball out of my homie's hands and said the Browns need this win. <laughs> but you're going into a well, at least team you know, the Texans that are right, playing pretty well. The Texans are playing pretty well, and you're going to play them at their place. Yes. Yes. Um no, no C.J. Stroud. Case Keenum is a, a very capable game manager. I truly believe that. But, again, no Stroud. The defense is a little beat up. I don't know if uh, uh, Willie's playing or not. I know Nico supposedly is coming back. But, again, I, I think we have the best secondary. So, I think Case is going to throw some, some interceptions. And I also believe Garrett has a huge game. You know, he hasn't been able to get off lately. I think this is time for him to tee off, and he knows he has to be big in order for us to do what we need to do. So the Browns, you know, uh, you know, Watson started the, the year. I don't know if Watson is going to be a, a great quarterback from now on. I, there's there's a, definitely some kind of mental or problem with Watson. I don't know what it is. I mean, he's definitely not the same he was with, with the Texans. Maybe he gets together. Maybe he don't. But you, you know, you're talking to Flacco, who did go and win a Super Bowl, right? I mean, he does have the experience there. He will keep the team calm. I just don't think you're as good as the Ravens uh, in that division. Cincinnati didn't look good last night, but I still think there are players. Uh, you know, I don't think you win that division. I think you might get a wild card, and who knows when you get in there what will happen. Uh, right. 
See, I, I, I got to disagree. Again, fully healthy. Take Watson out of it. Fully healthy. Offensive line, defense, and Nick Chubb, the main player here. Nick Chubb, I don't, I don't think those teams can beat us. I mean, the Ravens got one on us when we had DTR give his first start ever. You could say that about any Is team if they're fully the healthy. I, you're absolutely right. We can't say that about anything that's fully healthy. We have guys walking off the parking lot going in there, and we're still winning games. That's the difference here. We're still 9-5 and five with fourth stringers and guys that we just said, hey, we're going to sign you off the practice squad, and you know nothing about anything. Trust, trust me. I, if this was any normal season, I wouldn't be saying this about the Browns at all by any means. Because this doesn't happen to us. <laughs> but with the Bills' victory yesterday and we saw the Steelers right. matchup, it's kind of impossible to, to get – well, not impossible, but you guys might have to wait a little bit longer than you would have from the 2020 season to get back to where you are with the postseason. So I know we mentioned Joe Flacco and possibly – They cannot make the postseason today. Exactly, exactly. They Even cannot. With the and and I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm definitely okay with that, though, because, again, just being able to be in at this spot, I'm not going to sit here and be crazy like, oh, man, we didn't get in there. The Bills barely beat the Chargers, barely beat Easton Stick. I don't think they make the playoffs. And, I, I, again, we, we got the Texans. How long we is got Flacco signed with you guys? Is he coming back next season? Oh, give me a break, Sonia. Flap will be lucky to have a job next year. I, so I have to ask. Out, please. And, and are we sure that Deshaun <laughs> Watson is going to be where he needs to be next year? They hey, listen, if, if, I, if I'm the Browns, I sign Flacco and keep him next year, too. I got you. Until the I'm going to do a six-year, $17 million dollar a year deal. When you <laughs> That's what he's Cleveland got. scored seven points today, wait till the end of the day to comment on Flacco, please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so as you Flacco see. Flacco was the Jets, and Flacco struggled yes. with the Jets. But every quarterback struggles with the Jets. Yeah, he was Flacco. That's right, because the Jets, the Jets, the Jets only played one good game a year, and it just so happened to be this year against the Eagles when they were out uh, partying the night before. The watching Eagles the got rid of Flacco very quickly. The Jets stay grounded. Enough. That's right, because Those he stunk. He stunk. He stinks. <laughs> the only team, the only people other than Cleveland that's happy that Flacco's playing are all the Cornish Tens down in Delaware. That's right, oh, wow. University U of D. But he was. The, what right. that well, I, I don't know what that. Right? I, I have no idea what that means. We're, t we're talking restaurants. What are we? T we're talking football. Are we talking no, no, the, right the, the, the blue know. Cornish hens over down in Delaware. The yeah, blue the blue hens. hens. Oh, yes. Yeah. University yeah. of Delaware. Yeah. College football team. That's right. Okay, all right. I got it. It's, it sounds like a minor league baseball team today. But anyway. Yeah, the so Cornish hens. Mike, we invite all our guests. We invite all our guests to go over the picks with us. At the end of the show right. here, we'd love to so Mike, get Mike, Mike, real quick, real quickly, before before we get into the picks. So where do you sit at the games? Are you in the dog pounds? No, no. no. You, you, no, okay. you, I, I sit up high. I, I like to see the whole field. I like to see everything. So Cleveland is one of the stadiums I have not been to yet. Mm -hmm. And I'm interested in maybe getting into the dog pound when I get over there. 
All now, right. I don't know if you know anything about me, but I'm a very colorful guy when I'm at the games. Do you think I will be well accepted in the dog pound? <laughs> Listen, they will bite you up. <laughs> Listen, yeah, they, they might light you up a little bit, but they love you in the same because, again, if it's all you lively, you into the game, they like that. They just don't want that person that's going to be rude as hell and stupid towards them all game long. But, again, Good sportsmanship goes a long way with any team. All right. I just want to make sure right. because I've heard some stuff about the dog pound. <laughs> Don't take Big Dom with you, Pags. A Big Dom would and be Pags, my protector. Pags again. Pags at the end of the show. Pags again at the end of the show is going to make it all about his Philadelphia uh, Philly sports bus to wherever he's going. So, Pags, I saw you see your promos. You're doing great right now. So, anyway, Mike, let's get to the picks. We were just talking about the Colts of Atlanta. Um, we're all we all on board, either with Indianapolis or the Falcons. If you got Indianapolis getting one point going to Atlanta, you taking the Colts or you taking the Falcons? No, I'm taking Mustache Mania. I'm taking the Colts. Yep. All right, the Colts. See, there you go, Sonia. I told you. Uh, Seattle's going to Tennessee. Uh, Seattle's favored by two and a half points against the Tennessee Titans, who uh, who still I think Levis is still their quarterback. I still think he's no, out there no. playing. Uh, they had... Ryan's oh, okay. back. Wow, interesting. Hey, Banks, interesting. Uh, guess who's back? Back again. Yes, Tannehill's back. <laughs> and uh, Seattle, I guess you know Smith is playing for him, so it doesn't yes. matter how good the other players did in, in their in their substitution. They're sitting. Uh, Seattle and Tennessee. I like Seattle. Uh, what do you think, Jim? I like Seattle, too. I think that this is probably going to be a real tight game, field goal. Okay. Jack, who do you got? Who would you pick if you're picking this game? Well, no, I already took this one of my picks to Seahawks. I feel they have yeah. a really good team. And uh, it'll be interesting. Is that a blessing in disguise for Tennessee, having Cannon Hill instead of Levis at this point in time? That's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Sonia, um, you know, both of these quarterbacks are coming back from, from injury or whatever. Uh, I would have stayed with the backup quarterbacks to let them play at least for another week to give them a chance to get, get rested and maybe take some snaps and stuff like that instead of pulling back in. But anyway, who would you take right now if you're taking one of these teams? So I would take Seattle. Um, but I will say about the backup quarterback thing, I think Levis had, you know, he started out red hot and then recently he's been throwing a lot of picks. Um, one game he threw what three picks in that game. So it was time for Tannehill to come back. I hope he got the rest that he needs. Um, hopefully he can mesh with Derrick Henry again because Derrick was starting, you know, to get his crown tilted. I know people call him King Henry. That crown was kind of tilted and falling off. So maybe with his quarterback back, he can get back where he needs to be. And Locke, you know, was kind of up and down. He had some good games, but there's no quarterback like Geno. So it's going to be great to see both of them back, even especially right now, right before the postseason, um, so we can get to see what they look like after some rest and re recuperation. So, so Pags, what Sonia's saying is that Levis is playing like Tannehill did, throwing three interceptions a game when it mattered the most. Pags. What do you think? Do you think they should have went with Locke or, or Gino, is Gino the answer? You know, after watching Locke play, Locke played for two minutes 
You know, his, his team kept him in it for till two minutes left in the game, and he had a great two minutes of the game. 92-yard drive, had three great throws, and ultimately got the win from that. Uh, I'll be honest, I like Tennessee in this game uh, for a lot of reasons. I, I Seattle might win it, but if they do, it will be in the last second by a one-point victory. So I got Tennessee going against all you guys, since usually I'm right and you guys are wrong. Uh, all the time, uh, but I I like I like Tennessee here. I think that Gino's going to be very rusty. The the one thing everyone's forgot to mention is the Tennessee defense is probably better than Seattle Seahawks defense, especially with the problems they're having there with 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 their safety. They're having the you know whatever he's going crazy over there. I think Tennessee defense is better. What do you think, Mike? What do you think? Who, Listen, uh, my thing is, is a West Coast team traveling East is always difficult. It's always difficult when they do that. But Seattle's got that small chance of maybe making the playoffs, I think, still. So I think they, they perform what they need to do to get the job done. And I do hate that Tennessee decides to put Tannehill back in. You know Will Levis is your, your quarterback. Let him play this out. Who cares how good he's doing or what he's doing? I let him play that out. Get that out of his system now. But I'm going to something to prove. Isn't Levis hurt? Isn't Levis hurt? Yeah, he's got an ankle. Okay, he's hurt. That's the why he can't. That's why he's not playing. He'd be playing. He'd be playing if he wasn't hurt. All right, let's let's get to some of the bigger bigger games here. That I think are bigger anyway. Of course, you got Dallas and Miami. Um, in Miami, uh, Dallas has not been able really to win on the uh, on the road like they do at home. If it's in Dallas, I would probably take Dallas. But down there in, in Miami, with that offense, the, the the running game that Miami has, Dallas has got to probably do something to middle linebacker this week. They got to find a way to stop people running up the middle, and a safety isn't going to stop. A good running game. They're probably going to have to move uh, their superstar inside. I would think. I might be wrong, Jim. I think move them inside to try to stop the run. I think Miami handles Dallas and maybe wins by ten points. What do you think? What interesting is it's not they're not attacking the middle. They're attacking off tackle, and that's where they have the issues because they have smaller guys playing outside linebacker. You can't get off the box. That's what's happening. And they can correct that, and they're going to have to correct that. Interesting thing about Miami, if you look at their season, yes, they're 5-1 at home, but they struggle against teams, just like they say Dallas on the road, but they struggle against teams with winning records for whatever reason. Uh, They haven't defeated a team with a winning record this year. So that's going to be interesting. And I I think it's going to be a difficult uh, game for – Dallas, because if you remember, they went to Buffalo and got beat 15 something. And uh, but I think it's going to be a difficult yeah. game because both teams are going to be up, and it, a lot of it uh, depends on what Tariq Hill does. Tariq Hill, he's a he's an issue. And then Archain, well, the uh, running back, is darn good. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, I what do you think? What do you think, Jack? Is they're going to have to have a pass rush? You're going to have to move. You know, two off the spot 
you know, I I think they're gonna make. I think they're gonna take their pass rushing spe- specialist, the big game player, and put him at linebacker this week. I think they have to do that. That's gonna give to a couple a couple of seconds more, a half a second more, whatever he needs. And I think he's gonna dice up the the Dallas secondary. I really do, Jim. I don't think they're gonna beat him by a lot. I just think they're gonna. I think they're gonna beat him by by ten points. I don't know. You can't you can't overestimate the importance of Tyreek Hill's hamstring. The thing that separates Tyreek Hill from the other receivers is he's like a lightning bolt. Yeah, it's a hamstring, Jim. What no, it's an ankle. It's an ankle. I thought he had a hamstring injury. That's that's a different thing. That's a little different. That's why he couldn't play last week because of the cuts. He can't make the cuts. That's a difference maker because with the hamstring, you can't run all out at 100%. With the ankle, you can't cut, but you can run in a straight line pretty quick. But with that said, the Cowboys are coming off a very embarrassing loss. They were deeply embarrassed at the game at Buffalo. They lost by three touchdowns, and that made it a little closer than the game actually was. And I believe a franchise like Dallas coming off a loss like that when they were riding so high, thinking they were Super Bowl contenders. They got it all together. Jerry Jones was floating about the team. It's going to be a focused Dallas team going to Miami with a lot of their fan base in Miami. And I think this is a game that's going to be who's the last team standing at the end, who has the ball at the end. And I think it could be Dallas winning on a field goal, something like 27-24. Two will have success, but Dallas will put points on the board as well. Sonia, using Jim's travel uh, method diagram, Dallas is at a disadvantage, right? They're traveling to Miami. It's only a one-hour difference, time difference. Even even without yeah, even without the one-hour time difference, <laughs> like not the not the bi-coastal thing. Um, Dallas's defense is is one of the um, an up and down. They they've given up points of ten or more, even with their victory over the Panthers. But Dallas just does not do well in traveling. I think we mentioned this before. They are three and four on the road, which is not too bad, not too much difference. But speaking that my Miami <laughs> last week when Tyreek Hill was out and they put up 30 points against the Jets and they didn't even miss him. And he's had that extra week to kind of rest up, even though he's a game time decision. Um, they got like they, they have a chain and they have a plethora of weapons on that offense that as long as they keep themselves where they need to be and keep um, Dak off the field, Miami can get it done. I don't think it's going to be no 10-point blowout. I do think that, like, um, I can't remember if it was Pags that said whoever the last person with the ball at the end of the game is going to be the winner. That's who's going to be the winner. They're going to run it down. They're going to kick a field goal, and that's going to be the game. But I think that Miami's going to get it done today. Um, It's not raining today, and – and Dak and them are up and down on the road, um, and I just feel like Miami's going to be the better team. Tags, both both teams are in the playoff hunt. Uh, Dallas is trying to keep pace with the Eagles. The Eagles are trying to keep pace with the Cowboys. And, of course, Buffalo is starting to come on, uh, you know, in their division. They're winning games, putting a little pressure on Miami. What do you think? You think Waddle, the two wide receivers versus the Dallas two defensive backs, is that going to decide the game today? You know, it, it, it's funny. In a bizarro world, this could be a Super Bowl preview. You know, I mean, it's there. 
two weeks ago, two weeks ago, you could have made the argument that these two teams could have been in line to be a Super Bowl. I obviously they got the 49ers that they'd have to get past, and they have to get past the Chiefs or the Ravens. But realistically, I mean, this is going to be this is a playoff game. It should have a playoff atmosphere. And I think that when you get into those types of situations, Dallas is going to have a little bit more going for them than Miami will. I think that just because they have some experience at those types of games, that Dallas is going to show up a little bit more. Now, I also think that that has to do with a little bit of embarrassment that they had last week. You know, so uh, it's... I think it's going to be a tough game. I think this is going to be a beat em up game. Like, you're going to see some hard hits on both sides. You know, the both, seeds, both teams are going to come out a little bruised. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised to see the Cowboys come out with the win. But I still like Miami because I still think that if they go too deep, you know, with Waddle and, <coughs> and, and, uh, what's his face? That, uh, that they're going to beat Dallas because Dallas's cornerbacks aren't the same. So, so Mike, you know, you have two different quarterback styles here. You got a guy that sets, he throws on time, you know, he, the anticipation against a quarterback that will run with the ball if it's not there. He gets design runs. He may hold on to the ball longer just to get that guy open deeper. Two different styles at quarterback. Of course, they're not as good as Joe Flacco, but we'll talk about him a little bit anyway. So, uh, I, you know, what do you what do you think about those two styles there? I mean, what style is better for this type of game? Well, it, it's going to be in Miami, nice weather, and I, I think two is going to have the better game out of the two. I mean, you got to think of what James Cook did against. Uh, that defense last week. He's going to be able to rely on his running game, and I think they're going to have over 200 total yards this game. Them boys run. Like, they don't stop. You wind them up and let them go, and I think they don't have two out big time. And, again, he'll be able to scramble out and go a little bit, but it'll open up Waddle and Hill down the field, and depending on Hill's injury and how that affects him with his ankle and whether or not he can make them cuts right, that might just be a whole decoy out there. But I'm with you with the Dolphins on 10 points. I think they get this win. It's the battle of the teams that can't beat above 500 teams is what this is right here. You know, it's a great point about the running game. Dallas' running game hasn't been that good this year. Miami's running game is one of the best in the league right now. Great point on that, Mike. Let's go to the biggest, probably the biggest game, and everybody expects this might be the Super Bowl, except for Eagle fans, of course. Baltimore Eagles against Giants. The- <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, 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 so Baltimore against against of course uh, against San Francisco. Um, Jim, you know I don't I don't know who is the better team right now. San Francisco's playing at home. That's all I need. Baltimore's on the travel chart has got to go to San Francisco, as you say. So you know with the travel with home field advantage. I'm going to take the, I would take the 49ers. I think the 49ers have the advantage, but it's hard to bet against Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is probably one of the most dynamic players in the NFL. You can say what you want. Just wins. Just wins. He's playing at his, he is difficult. Um, 
with the 49ers. They lose both their defensive tackle. Ken Law and uh, Armstead are injured. And Armstead is not playing. I think that uh, the Ravens are going to make this a tougher game. If they don't win, it's going to be really close. I don't think they're going to do the things. Against John Harbaugh is under the Raiders, but he does a nice job getting those guys ready to play. Year after year. Yeah. So I think you know, it's going to be a really you know, good game. Jim, Jim says you don't bet against Lamar Jackson. During the playoffs, I will bet against Lamar Jackson every time. So, with that being said, and I know you like Baltimore this week with the points. You think they beat the I think they're going to – I think they're actually going to upset the 49ers today, and that's going to really smart if you're an Eagle fan because that would have been the opening to get the bye. You're not going to get the best over. Yeah, or and the fascinating thing about this game – these are the two of the best linebacker crews in the NFL. Did you ever did you notice that? These are how linebackers are supposed to play. Smith and Warner. Yeah. Yeah. And so, these are the two candidates. So Sonia, 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 give me Debo Samuels and McCaffrey all day. I'm going the 49ers. What do you think? I'm definitely on that train with you. Um, I feel like this matchup is not only a potential Super Bowl preview, like we may see these two again, but it's also the two um, MVP candidates for quarterback um, MVQ um, positions. We got Lamar, who um, basically bartered his own salary and his own, you know, contract with the league without paying an agent. So you got to respect that. Now he's trying to sell himself to everybody that, hey, I'm worth it. This is why I bet on myself. And when you bet on yourself, that's all the encouragement you need. However, when you got arsenals like McCaffrey, Debo Samuels, um, Pacheco, like that entire Kyle Shanahan crew out there, they want it. They're on the quest for six. They've come close so many other times. And I think this is the year that they really solidify that chance and try to get them back up into the NFC Championship. And so all we, we don't talk Pags. about George Kittle. So Pags, Pags. We didn't know that Pacheco was traded to the 49ers. That happened oh, last night. Almost <laughs> on top of that. So, Max, oh, what, what do you think? I mean, it, it's every team that plays the 49ers the following week, they're beat up. People are hurt. They lose the next game. Baltimore's going to come to play them with everything they got. 49ers is a very physical game. Who do you like? Oh, my bad. <laughs> I, I think that this is going to be a, a – a bruiser game. Yeah, more than what I think with Miami Dallas. I think that I think that you're gonna see Purdy get smacked in the mouth very early in this game. And it's going to it's going to change the game on how he plays the rest of the game. I think Lamar Jackson, so it, I, I wonder, because Lamar Jackson's going to run a little bit more, and the 49ers have been, the, the referees have kept the flags in the in the pockets when the 49ers have taken some liberties at the uh, on the sidelines. You know, so I wonder if that's going to be the case again today. Because if they're, if they're going to be hitting them with, like, when they're already a step out of bounds, like, I think that it, the referees could play a very big part today because the 49ers have been getting away with murder, and I don't believe that they should be. So I think that you're going to watch a very uh, officiated game 
more so than you have lately in 49ers games. Big and Tom I think that that's going to play Exactly. Pags, I agree with that. I think they're going to have to keep a, a, a tight lid on that game. They're going to call it tight in the beginning. I don't know about the end. Mike, what do you think? They let them play at the end in most of these games, and this is like a playoff game. And if a referee decides who wins this, there's going to be hell to pay for whatever <laughs> side whatever side goes again. So, Mike, who do you like and why? I'm going to take the 49ers in a close one. It's in Levi, and to be honest, I think this game plays right into Purdy's hands. You know, you got CMC, the checkdowns. Debo Samuels, a couple weeks ago, he took a couple five-yard passes and went to the house with it. And once you get past them linebackers of Baltimore, I think it's free free reign. I think Debo can burn them. Ayuk is out there running wild. But I think Kittle has the biggest game of them all. That'll be the safety blanket this game for Purdy. And but again, Mark, the MVP. All right. Okay. All I was going to say is they play Mark Andrews every day in practice. Hey, and Mark Andrews is just as good as Mark uh, Andrews ain't there. playing though, and he hasn't played Mark Andrews in a while. He's getting better. He's on well, the guys, guys. Guys, let's let we're going to sign off here at the top of the hour. I want to thank Mike for coming and Jetman. We'll get you in here again. Uh, everybody, oh. everybody, I love I love that you joined us for the show Christmas Eve day. Uh, and everyone, you know, we've got to uh, put a little love in our hearts. It's Christmas, right? So we, we, I'm going to vote for the Eagles today. How about that, Bags? I'm going to do that. Today. I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to root for the Eagles today. And, uh, you know, again, as I say every week, thanks to this group. Merry Christmas to all of you. Everybody that was listening to us, Merry Christmas. And as always, I hope your team wins. Merry Have Christmas.